0: All right, welcome back to The Dark Light Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody is doing well out there. I hope everybody had a great and fantastic Thanksgiving weekend. I hope that everybody is getting ready for the Christmas holiday, which is coming up next, which is going to be absolutely fantastic. Hopefully we get some uh, good Christmas presents. I, I think that uh, this country, these people... They need some good Christmas presents. We need some good news, don't we? There's just a lot of stuff happening in the world. I'll I'll tell you one thing. I'm in Minnesota. My office still isn't completely unpacked. The studio is still getting worked on. We got a lot of stuff to get installed. So the live streams will be coming back for that here in the the next couple days. I'm waiting for some equipment to come in i got to get some acoustic paneling if you didn't notice. It's a little bit echoey. (laughs) It's a little bit echoey. Uh, It's just uh, the room that I'm in, it just bounces sound and paper-thin walls. So we're going to put some acoustic paneling up and get everything all, uh, I guess, audio protected. It's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited. But I'm excited about what's happening in the world most of all. I'm excited to be back here on WYSL and the Dark Delight Show. I know I've taken quite a few days off, and uh, you know you have to do that when you move, especially when you move across the country. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty uh, strenuous activity, if you can imagine that. But we are back, and we are back in full force. And I've been uh, paying attention to the news, keeping up to date with what's happening. And oh my goodness, it's like the world woke up overnight and decided to say no to tyranny. Has anybody been paying attention to what's going on in China? The COVID lockdowns, the anti COVID lockdown or the anti COVID lockdown protests that are occurring there. I think they're calling it the, the black and white paper protests. This is, uh, this is getting crazy. And we're seeing what a totalitarian regime does to curve protests when they come about. But we're seeing more and more people rise up against this totalitarian government in China. And I think that we're about to see some fireworks globally because it's not only China that this is happening in. We still have protests occurring in Brazil. We still have uh, what's happening in Brazil is, um, I don't know if you guys heard this update, but the uh, the election commission in Brazil denied Bolsonaro's uh, claim of election fraud. And so this is not good. We're probably going to see some fireworks in Brazil as well and uh in maricopa county we're seeing basically them saying the same thing they're denying the claims of election fraud oh my goodness i feel a storm brew and i think i think there's a storm coming i really do and we've said that the storm's been here for a while right and what i mean by that is that storm front is approaching the winds are picking up it's getting colder and colder, the temperature's dropping, the heat is leaving, the water is coming down, it's raining, it's pouring, but you ain't seen nothing yet. It's only just beginning. And uh, this goes deeper than we could ever imagine. There's a lot of topics being talked about these days, about what is really happening, what these people are really setting humanity up for. You know, and when we start looking at The technological aspect of this, biological, um, we can look at transhumanistic, we start seeing an agenda that unravels that's a little scarier than even science fiction. We have to take into account not just what we see on one level, but we have to encompass it all. We have to go and follow the money and see what these people that are perpetuating this agenda are really invested in. Now, we know that they're invested in the surveillance state. We know that they're invested in just about everything you can think imaginably possible with technology. From computers to internet infrastructure to satellites to camera systems, artificial intelligence tracking systems. But they're also heavily invested in biotechnology, nanotechnology. They're heavily invested in things like mRNA vaccines. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, th- this is this is one of my biggest problems. This is kind of how I look at it when I look at the world. Is if the people sit in there yelling and screaming about this man-made virus that came from China and how it's going to kill you. These same people are the same ones telling you to get vaccinated against that man-made virus. I don't know about you, but I ain't falling for that one. But this is exactly what we have here. And we're starting to see the repercussions of this. And the question is, is does, does the MRNA, by the way, messenger RNA ribonucleic acid, is utilized to change signaling within the DNA structure to basically manipulate DNA. Now, with the mRNA vaccine, this thing was never supposed to never meant to break the blood-brain barrier, but it does. And we've seen this accounted many, 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 many times. In actually every case, it breaks the blood-brain barrier, which means that it gets into your organs and your cells and everything like that. But it utilizes what we can call CRISPR technology. CRISPR technology is a technology for gene editing. The question is, is what are they changing it to? Why are they changing it? There's this uh, new documentary movie out there by Stu Peters. It's called Died Suddenly. I have not watched it yet. Um, The reason I have not watched it yet is because, well, I've seen all this stuff. I've I've interviewed all these people. I've talked to all these people. I I know these people. Um, I know all the evidence. But the question really comes about is, what is really happening here? And honestly my honest opinion is that we are watching the unfoldment of the enslavement of humanity. That we are watching a small group of people who consider themselves elites. They've systematically accumulated all the wealth, all the property, all the businesses. They control every aspect of our life, political, social, academic, cultural. They do this through mechanisms of information control, psychological warfare. And they are now herding the sheep of the world into a digital surveillance prison of which nanotechnology and artificial intelligence will be utilized, created by your own body, as the bars of your prison cell. I find it interesting that humanity, as open-minded and free thinkers as we are, fall for such an elaborate scheme I was watching a uh, a clip of an older video, I believe it was from the 60s or the 70s this weekend. I don't remember the name of the movie. But he was talking about, you know my theory on the new prison, is the new prison is cities, where the people themselves are the prisoner and the prison guard. How many people do you know have asked themselves, have asked other people or themselves, man, I need to get out of this city, Oh, I need to get out of this state. Oh, I need to get out of here. But they always acquiesce and fall back down to staying exactly where they are. That's the ultimate prison guard. That's the ultimate slave. Is that we have this inhibition inside of us, this desire inside of us to go out there, to change, to do better, to move, to get out of some place that is dragging us down. But yet we stay. But yet we we fall victim to everything around us. Well, I got family here. I I really like the weather here. The summer here is nice. I like my house. Oh, you know, it's just too much to to pick up and move. Oh, that's going to be a lot of work. When in actuality, the environment is what's causing your torment, your suffering, your enslavement. And it's that environment that presses back against you and shackles your feet to the floor that latches tape over your mouth. And we have this subconscious desire inside of us to get out, to break out, to break free. But we always just say, That's just too difficult. Not today. Florida, maybe one day. Maybe a retirement. It's a prison that's been set up. Why do you think they hurt everybody in the prisons? Why do you think they have this perspective of global warming out there? Get everybody into the cities because that's where they enslave you. That's the prison. We're going to be right back with more Dark Light Show after this. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right. Back with the Dark Delight show. And uh, you guys heard those bits right there. And listen, you know, that's how you can support everything we do here at the Red Pill Project on the uh, all of our podcasts as well as this radio show, the, the Dark Delight show. Um, is by going to a lot of our sponsors and our affiliates and helping us out there. If you guys do go to Mike Lindell's page, you know, Mike Lindell (laughs) is challenging Ronald McDaniel for the, uh, for the chair of the RNC. This is, this is beautiful. I love this move. Um, I know Mike Lindell. I think he's a great dude. Um, very, very outspoken. Uh, he's a, he's a gentle giant. He's actually a really big dude, but, um, Definitely support Mike Lindell there, but if you go there, use that code RPP, and then uh, obviously Dr. Kirk Elliott. Oh, man, he'll be back with us Wednesday. He was out last week, had a few things to take care of as well as me, but thanks to Jim Price, by the way, for filling in for us. Uh, but yeah, Kirk, Dr. Kirk Elliott, getgoldtoday.com. Let them know the Dark Delight Show, Josh Reed. Red Pill Project, one that sent you out there, uh, and Jim Price, guys. If you have not checked out, I believe it's uh, Jim Price, uh, the Jim Price um, Jim is awesome. He, he's a good dude. He's been a good friend for a while, and I was, uh, you know, I, I always look for people who can fill in for me when I got things going on, and Jim is like my go-to guy for radio and and in live broadcasts. So, thank you so much, Jim Price, for helping us out there. Um, Going back into the conversation, if you guys want to talk about this, because it's a good way to start out our Monday. It's a good way to start out our Monday moving into the month of December. Ooh, we could talk about some things this December, huh? So one thing about me, I don't know if you people know this, but uh, I've studied and researched and investigated esoteric and occult origins for a very long time. And the month of December is, is kind of an, an interesting month because we all know that obviously we celebrate Christmas, right? Christmas on December 25th. And there is a lot of, uh, things happening in this month in the sense of holidays and the movement of the sun and all these different things. We all know that the, the actual birth of Christ, of Jesus Christ was not in December. It was probably sometime, I believe is, uh, w- what we've heard is in September or in April around those times. But see, in uh, 325 AD at the Council of Nicaea, what happened is, is the church who had formed a few hundred years before Christ's actual birth, um, they had began to take over uh, Christianity. And they noticed within the Roman Empire, as it grew, that uh, it was becoming more destabilized and that there was no centralized religion within the Roman Empire during this time. And that the governors and the the generals would be collecting taxes, and they wouldn't pay the Caesar his fair share. And, um, see, you know, Emperor Constantine, he he said, "Well, we have to figure this out. Let let's do something." So they held what's known as the Council of Nicaea, and this was like a, a ten year, um, kind of collaboration amongst the religious and the political leaders of the Roman Empire to basically formulate a a centralized religion for the Roman Empire. And what they did is they went about and they noticed that Christianity was on a rise. And there is multiple different sects of Christianity, but the most prominent one during that time was was Gnosticism. And they they basically started taking all the books from the Gnostics and from uh, from the, the early Christian church and bring them together. And then they noticed that paganism has, also was really, really popular within the Roman Empire. So they started going out there and collecting all those transcripts of paganism. And they started merging the two. And over a 10-year period, what they did is they threw out the books they didn't want. They combined the books that they did want. And then they formulated the various holidays of their new religion mimicking a lot of these old pagan religions and one of the most popular pagan religions during this time was called a saturnalia now saturnalia is celebrated well when during the winter season during the winter harvest season during christmas and uh it, it's interesting because saturnalia really is about the sun the literal sun in the sky and how the sun in the sky transits across the sky um, kind of give you an idea of this is if you watch the sun every day in the sky and, and mark the same point I say noon if you went outside at noon every day starting on December 25th and you marked the sun let's say that you looked at it out of a window and on the window every day you put a little dot at the center of the sun at noon and you did this throughout the year What would happen is that one year after, you would have formed a figure eight on your window. This figure eight is known as an analemma. Now an analemma basically is showing us the solstices and the equinoxes, but it's also showing us that the sun moves one degree every day through the sky either increasing or decreasing. Starting on December 25th, the sun moves one degree every day upward to the vernal equinox. And then after the vernal equinox, that's our transition of dark to light. That's when we get more light in the day than darkness. The sun moves up to the summer solstice and then the sun begins to fall back down towards the autumn equinox, right? That's why they call it fall. And then it heads into winter. Now, what's interesting is something very interesting happens when in in observation with the sun on December 21st, which is the shortest day of the year, right? It's the shortest day of the year, is the sun appears to stand still. It doesn't increase or decrease one degree in the sky. But instead, for three days, the sun rises and sets at the same spot. Quite interesting, isn't it? And in pagan mythology, they said that the sun died during those three days. And it just so happens that this occurs on the constellation of the southern crux or the southern cross. So it said that the sun died on the cross. And for three days, that sun dies right there and rests right there. And then on the fourth day, it's resurrected. That fourth day is December 25th. Isn't that interesting? So it's resurrected, and this is kind of where the birth and rebirth cycle comes about and is uh, reborn again. And, and then obviously the, the, the reincarnation or the rebirth date actually comes about in Easter, which the word Easter actually derives from Eastern Star or East Star, which is the star of Venus. Uh, but East Star is also Esther, is also Ishtar. Ishtar is the Babylonian goddess. Um, Ishtar is also Isis from Egyptian mythology and Pantheon. Um, her husband would have been Osiris, who we can take in the paganistic lore, The, the December 25th, the death and resurrection would have been Osiris as well. And so this is stuff that I've been studying for well over two decades, but I just find it fascinating that uh, we can look at that and find the parallels to today's modern world and modern society. Because these people that I'm talking about, these people that are perpetuating this agenda on this world right now, they're what we call dark occultists. They're dark magicians. Now, in order for you to understand what I mean by a dark occultist or a dark magician, you have to understand that there's people out there that work for good. There's people out there that don't believe, you know, that aren't part of all these other various religions out there. But instead have a different tradition, a different mythology, a different pantheon, a different dogma of which they adhere to. And just because it's different from yours doesn't make them evil. But these people work for good. And then other people work for bad. They work for evil. They work for darkness. They work to manipulate and so, these dark magicians, what they do is they utilize tactics like psychological warfare, manipulation, coercion. And traditionally, they're they're sociopaths. I mean, if we can understand that. But what do they worship? Now, it's not necessarily what they worship, but it's what they embody. See, they have a different perspective in the sense of how... The energies, the powers, or, or whatever we want to look at of the universe actually evolve. And so when you're coming from these these elitists who seek to enslave you, they don't worship this. They embody this. Now, what is this? We can call it Satan. We can, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, I couldn't catch that one. We can call it Satan, we can call it Lucifer, we can call it Baal, we can call it whatever we want. But what it is, is the dark side of the mind, the dark side of humanity, the dark side of the universe, the dark and evil perspective or aspect that unfolds within a following of what's known as natural law. And this has been talked about for countless millennia on this planet. Now they embody the teachings of this. And it's brought rain throughout this planet of such. Now, what is Satan? What is Beelzebub or Lucifer? Well, what's interesting is that it's been littered through our modern media has it not in Hollywood and movies and everything like that it's everywhere you just have this uh this clothing store right here balencia right they they ran some commercials and these commercials are all about uh, pedophilia and child sacrifice it's everywhere we're going to take a quick break we'll be back with more dark Let's show after this it's not so Dark Delight Light with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show. And we're talking about, I guess, the origins of evil, if you want to talk about that. We're, we're talking about this unfolding, who these people really are and what they really believe. Now, this is a topic that I've studied for a very long time. And just a second ago, we were talking about what Satan or Lucifer or, I mean, if you go to the origin, Satan, right? Or... The illumined one, the enlightened one, the, uh, the light bringer, the bearer of light, the morning light, Venus, whatever you want to call it, Prometheus or, or however you want to perceive it. But what these people believe that this thing actually is or how to utilize it is completely different than you and what you believe it is. Now that's one thing to understand is that when you perceive or try to understand the evil in the world from the perspective of a, a religion, from Christianity as, as Satan or the devil or or Lucifer. That is not what they believe. And I, I want you to understand that. That's not what they believe. They don't believe any of that stuff. They, they laugh upon that stuff. The reason is, is because they have a, a level of knowledge pertaining to those topics that exceeds most people. Now, here's the thing, is whatever they believe, they believe in inversion. What they do is they take things that you know and understand and symbolically utilize various different things that bring about um, various archetypes within your personality and they invert them to their own use. And this is done through tactics of psychological warfare and so forth and in, in modern day world that's really easy to do but if you want to kind of understand what their belief system is is that the world unravels through a series of laws known as natural law and that if you deviate from those natural laws you have negative karma But if you follow the path, the middle path of that natural law, then you are in line and the universe or God or whatever you want to look at rewards you. And so what they do is they imbalance the equation by keeping people on the outskirts in that karmic zone, in that zone that's outside of natural law. So other people are continuously out of balance with natural law. And when they're out of balance with natural law, the universe reacts. The, the nature reacts to that. And these people make sure that those reactions of the environment benefit them. See how that works? That's a dark magician. And that's what we're up against right now. These people are social engineering this planet right now. Social engineering society Manipulating the information, manipulating the politic, academia, our children's education systems, to control the chaos. You've you've heard uh, Novus Ordo Seclorium or you've also heard, you know, the the order out of chaos. Order de chaos, right? Order out of chaos. What does that mean? It means that when you're in control of the manipulation, the psychological warfare that's producing the imbalance in the system, the chaos that ensues becomes predictable. And when the chaos becomes predictable, you can benefit from that chaos. And how they benefit from it is, well, money, wealth, power, control, and what they're doing is they're controlling the chaos right now, moving the world towards, I guess, finality, totality, endgame, if you want to look at it like that. And that's why it's so important to have shows like this, to have you know, open minds to, to listen to what is really happening. Because behind all the politics, behind all the critical race theory, behind all the ESG and the DEI, is this doctrine, is these dark magicians who are manipulating the world towards their own goals, their own benefits, who are producing the chaos so that they can be the puppet master. Now, here's the thing. The more you know this, the more you understand this, the more you open your mind to this, the less control they have. The moment you understand and see it, you can't unsee it. At the time when you come to the realization of how their plan is unfolding, you begin to see it everywhere. And it no longer has control over you. It no longer... Can enslave you. That's the beautiful thing about information. Information becomes knowledge. Knowledge becomes wisdom. And to promulgate that you need understanding and action. Information with understanding becomes knowledge. Knowledge with action becomes wisdom. That's how we fight this fight now. We have to inform ourselves. We have to gain knowledge of this world, of nature, of society, of of economics, of politic. We need to know how they manipulate the system. Because when we know how they manipulate the system, when we know how they, they create the chaos, that chaos has no control over us. And that's the truth in today's world. That a small group of people who have declared themselves elites or on the shoulders of what they would consider God have created these systems of chaos and are controlling that chaos to their own benefit while humanity suffers. And I have a message for them there's a storm coming. The storm of the likes that you've never seen before in your life. When that storm hits, you will know. The time and date and frame will, will be recognized when it occurs. But we are starting to see the indications of the storm everywhere. People around the world are waking up. People around the world are fed up. Americans alike are sitting here going, how did we just let another election get stolen from us? People of New York, Michigan, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada sitting here going, we just let another election get stolen from us, we cannot allow this to happen again. We can only take so much of this. We're going to go through the process of legality, the process of constitutionality, but when that fails, then we rise up. We speak up with our First Amendment. We go back for a redress of grievances but we don't back down. We don't ask for permission from our government. We demand, we demand that they do the will of the people. See, that's where Americans have lost their way, is we go out there and ask, please, please, pretty, please, As if the government is some entity that hangs above us and grants us our rights, our freedoms, and our liberties, when in actuality, the only thing above us is our God, is our Creator. And below the feet of men and women is government. For men and women to trample on and utilize to create a good society that operates in the benefit of all men and women. The government is there for you to use. The government is there to serve. Lest us never forget that. Because it seems many Americans have. And we sit here and say, well, we can take this route or this route or we we can, you know, the First Amendment or the Tenth Amendment or the Constitution says, and it falls on deaf ears. Because they don't believe that you're at the same level as them. They believe that they are above you. If you are watching what's happening in the world and you're not infuriated, you're not angry, then you're not paying attention. They have long since seized power in the United States of America. It started a long time ago in 1913, reiterated 1933, 1945, 1962, September 11th, 2001. Multiple different coups have came around and enslaved this country. We are no longer a constitutional republic. But damn well we will be again. We're going to take a quick break. be back more Dark to Light Show right after this. Dark to Light with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. Alright. Back to the Dark Delight show. And yeah. You know, we're no longer a constitutional republic. And I don't think I need to say that. I think everybody understands that. We are a banana republic. We are a totalitarian state. We are fat we, we are whatever you wanted to call it. But it definitely is not a constitutional republic where the people have the power. But we can get back there. The foundation is there. But it requires we, the people, to stand up and protest. It requires we, the people, to use our voices, to use the power of the people to say, no more, we're done. And I think that that day is coming. Now, interesting enough is if you've heard the rumblings of the Supreme Court case. So uh, a lot of people have been talking about this for a month or so that it was on the docket. Now the docket just meant that it was, uh, it could be accepted and heard by the Supreme Court if they wanted to. Um, And they had a reply by November 23rd. November 23rd came about and guess what? The Supreme Court's actually going to hear this case. And so it's Brunson v. Alma S. Adams et al. The et al is Biden, Harris, Pence, and 385 members of Congress. Now, currently, there are two identical lawsuits uh, to each other. The first one, followed by Lloyd Brunson, is still held up in the Utah Federal Court. The second one, followed by Rallon Brunson, has made it to the Supreme Court of the United States, docket number 22-380, where nine justices in conference conference will vote, only four needed to move to a hearing. Um, Both lawsuits include defendants, President Biden, Harris, former VP Pence, 385 members of Congress for breaking their oath of office by voting against a proposition that came from members of Congress to investigate the claims that there were enemies of the Constitution who successfully rigged the election. Both lawsuits are about the defendants breaking their honors and oath to office. The honors and oath to office is I do solemnly swear or affirm that I'll support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. The question arises, how can you support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic? Answer, you investigate. If there are claims that there is a threat, even if you don't believe there is a threat, threat, you investigate. How else can you determine if the threat is unless you investigate? Where the claims are, were the claims a real threat to the Constitution? Yes. Where did those serious claims come from? A hundred members of Congress. What was a the threat? There is. There were enemies of the Constitution who successfully rigged the twenty twenty election. In this lawsuit about uh, is this lawsuit about the rigged election? No. It's about the members of Congress who voted against the investigation, thereby thwarting the investigation. Was this a clear violation of their oath? Yes. The relief that Loy and Rowland are seeking is that the defendants must be permanently removed from office and not allowed to hold public office again. So, interesting enough, I have Loy Brunson coming on the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose with me tonight. So, I know he was on my buddy David Rodriguez's show yesterday, uh, but Loy Brunson will be coming on the Daily Dose with myself tonight um, to talk about this, to talk about this lawsuit, uh, about the Supreme Court case. And See, this is what I mean. We the people hold the power. We the people need to exert our power. And this is what Loy and uh, his brother, Ralland, are doing here. They're exerting their power through the legal system. They are taking the fight to the man. Now, it looks like the Supreme Court is going to hear this case. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. So I'm going to be talking to Lloyd Brunson tonight about this. And uh, I think we're going to dig deeper into it. But if you want to check that out, that's redpills.tv. So you just go to redpills.tv. Or you can go on to Rumble, Red Pill Project on Rumble. So rumble.com slash C slash Red Pill slash Red Pill Project, I think it is. Um used to be uh, just redpills.tv slash rumble. I don't know if that works anymore. But you can check us out there. Uh, but redpills.tv will have us all linked up and you'll find the rumble link right there. Uh, but yeah, you can check that interview out tonight. Going to be a great conversation with me and Loy. But this is what we need to do. Is we need to find ways to fight against this evil. Because this evil is bringing about instability and chaos in the world. And most of us act as if we're drowning in the chaos. Oh no, poor me, oh my life's going upside down again. Instead of taking control of the information, of the environment and saying, no, not again. I am not going to fall victim once again. Remember we were talking about prisoners in the city, prisoners and their own prison guard. We have this psychological aspect to ourselves or where we like to be complacent and comfortable. We don't like to do what's hard or needed to be done, but instead acquiesce to the pressures around us. The evil in this world knows this. The evil in this world makes sure that that is always present. Because as long as 99% of the people are silent... Are obedient, are good sheep, then you need not worry about the last 1%. And that's how they do it. That's how they've controlled this world for a very long time. And that's how they're going to continue to control this world. It's as if we know their playbook already. We already know what they're going to do next. And I can tell you exactly what they're going to do next but you probably wouldn't believe me. You probably would roll your eyes. But guess what? We've already seen it before. We already know their MO. We already know what they're gonna do next. You know it, I know it, we all feel it coming. And yeah, it's going to be another pandemic, something very similar, a pandemic, a world war, something of that nature something to strike fear in the hearts and the minds of men, to get them back in line, to get that flock moving in the direction that the shepherd wants. It's going to be something, and it's going to be something big, and they need to do it soon because people are waking up too fast. So we have to be prepared. We have to expect what they're going to do next. That way when they do it, we rise up and we say, no more. We rise up and we say, it's time for you to resign. It's time for you to step down. It's time for you to get out of the way. It's time for you to go to jail. But there's a storm coming. A storm unlike anything you've ever seen before. There's good people and there's bad people in this world. And we stand right now on the cusp of dark delight. Of the epic battle of good and evil. To where historians for centuries and millennia to come will write about this time in human history. When humanity stood up to the faces of evil and said no more. When humanity rose up against the tyrants against the puppet masters and said, today we take back our freedom. Today, humanity makes the decisions for this planet, for the future of humanity. You know, John Paul Jones said, give me liberty or give me death. And I believe in that wholeheartedly, and I know many of you do as well, that we will fight for this country, we will fight for the Constitution, we'll fight for freedom, that we'll never give up because we understand that there's a better world out there for our children, for our grandchildren. And that we can never see them growing up in a totalitarian, Orwellian, 1984 society. And I think that's a worthy cause to fight for. All right, that's all we have for you, the Dark Delight Show today. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Have a great day. We'll see you then.